This is Josh Mills. And this is John Mills. Welcome back to... Oh, wait. Hi. Who's that what? over there? <laughs> Who is that over there? Sister's here. Anne Marie is here today. Oh, happy holidays. Happy holidays. Yeah. We're recording this on December 23rd. Christmas yeah. Eve Eve. Christmas Eve of Christmas Eve. When you look at the TikTok, you'll see the table's already dressed for the holiday meal. Candles yep. and everything. And we are very happy to have you guys back here on another episode of Acquired Tastings. Happy holidays. Happy New Year to you, depending on when you're listening to this. And we have a New Year's Eve smorgasbord for us tonight. We're doing wine that you would want to have on New Year's Eve. And it just so happens, surprise, surprise, that all of us are doing sparkling wine of some sort. So, Dad, what is your wine that you're doing and what are your pairings this week? Okay, I'm doing Jay LaSalle. And it's a champagne, and it is a preference gone crew champagne. And my sides, I did some broccoli, I did some potatoes, just a simple baked potato, and then I did prime rib. I was aiming for like medium rare, but it ended up medium. But that's okay, it's going to taste good anyway. Yeah. And what do you got, Josh? So I have from Pierre Jiménez, their Crease Premier Crew. Uh, it's a Blanc de Blanc. And then for my pairings, I have some duck ham, some prosciutto, and then I have popcorn. But we have two sauces that we're going to put on the popcorn. They're the two flyby Jing sauces. We have the Zhang sauce and the Szechuan chili crisp. So that's why you guys have two bowls of popcorn. Ooh. So here in a second, I'll pass around the sauces. You're getting messy. And we'll, you'll kind of put as much sauce on you want as I you mean, want. Champagne and just plain old popcorn's good. Yeah, but you want that salty, umami, spiciness, which we'll you're going to find. We'll see. And then, Marie, what'd you bring? I um, experimented with something I keep seeing on Instagram, which is the cheesy, garlicky, pull-apart bread. Uh, that sounded just yummy, yummy to me. And then did some vegetarian stuffed mushrooms. Um, and I brought some Fiera Rochers as well. Ooh, yeah. All yeah, right. Wonderful. Well, before we begin... I don't know where we start, but look at all that great food. <laughs> like I said, it's a smorgasbord. It's oh, we got to start with the blind, don't we? Right into dinner. Yeah, but before we start, we got to talk about the blind from two weeks ago. I believe I called it a blood orange gin. I believe you did, and you were absolutely correct. I forget the name of it. You you remember the it was name? The, I think it's it was a, the Mouthfly. I think that's Mouthfly, the only one. Mouthfly, blood orange. It's up in... Uh, the gin cabinet of Joanne. Uh, she doesn't use it that often, but it is a really good gin. Yeah. I'm not a gin drinker. Yep. But yeah, that's a good one. Have you tried that one, Marie? I haven't, but it sounds really good. Oh, yeah. It's it's scrumptious. So, uh, now that we got the blonde out of the way, you know, Josh, you had a drink that you said the listeners had to name. And we got several names. I called it the reggae manhattan we had somebody that said funky enough that was our friend becky marie you had a name for it what'd you call it i don't even remember now i just said something and i forgot it again spicy okay. medina i don't know <laughs> it was a, it was delicious is what it was and then uh rum guy dave he had a name didn't he yeah he called it autumn in kingston autumn and like kingston that. yeah well josh who's the winner what well, what do you I, think is the best name i think I really like that Ottoman Kingston that Dave brought in. It's a really good kind of fit for what the what the cocktail kind of came out to be. 
Okay. We explain autumn and Kingston. I don't, I don't so Kingston. Yeah. Jamaica. Yeah. I Jamaican know. rum. Yeah. Autumn cocktail. Autumn. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Autumn spices. Yeah. Okay. I thought Apples. it was like two guys or something. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I mean, I know you have, a, you have a niece who's named Autumn, so you probably were thinking yeah, of that's the, what I, the, na- yeah, the name well, rather than the season. And there's a street over in uh, here in Little Rock where, where I would get the, some physical therapy and it's on Autumn Street. So I got totally confused. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're going to go ahead and dive in. So I'm going to pass around the two sauces. So you have first from Fly by Jing, you have their Zhang sauce. They call it a sweet and savory hot sauce. So kind of spoon over what you like and then pass it on. Right here you go. Oh my god, I'm so excited. So how stuff. do we do that? Just spoon a little bit on? Yeah, just spoon just a little bit like on. Kind of like you would if it was some butter. Oh, it's, mix oh it around. It's, it's thin enough it'll just melt over, huh? Yeah. Okay. Dad, here is the Szechuan Chili Crisp. So okay. this is kind of a right. more savory style one. If I can get it open. There it is. Ooh, spicy is right. Do you want me to do your other one? Yeah, please. There you go. Right. And then the other pairings that I have are, I have some duck ham and some true prosciutto de parma. Uh, you know, a lot of times it, when we get prosciutto, sometimes it's not actually prosciutto de parma. And it's, it tastes a little bit different. But, you know, we're kind of playing on the savory, salty side here uh, with the pairings uh, for champagne. One of the places I really, really like to have my pairings for champagne are in that realm the salty rim. Yeah, a little bit more of the savory side and kind of, I really like to put meat okay. with uh, champagne. I think it definitely can hold up to it. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So, and dig in. Uh, so, I'll talk a little bit about my champagne while you guys get into it. So, this is a true champagne. So, this comes from Champagne region of France. This actually is from the Cote de Blanc which is the subregion. Uh, this is a premier crew, so top crew here. And then um, the sites that this is made of is Sui, I would say Sui. Marie, how would you say in French? C-U-I-S. I feel like Sui is probably... Sui or Cui or something like that. Yeah. Sui. And then, <laughs> Not uh, quite. Not and that the, one. Yeah. And then uh, Manil saint I. Uh, so those are kind of its premier crew sites. Uh, this is what they kind of consider kind of more of a, an entry level champagne for them. Uh, they have, they've been doing champagne for a long time. Uh, like I said, this is a Blanc de Blanc. So Blanc de Blanc, for those of you who may not know, this is a hundred per, well, a majority shard. You don't think it's hundred percent? Well, according to the tech sheet, it's 98 98 and 2. 2%, yeah. 2% uh, Pinot Noir in there. Pinot Noir, okay. And I bet that is probably just from some of the ensemblage that they've done before where they already had some white, you know, white Pinot Noir made. <laughs> they, were, they were picking the hectare. Oh, no. It's like, sorry. How'd, how'd that get in there? <laughs> <laughs> that was actually, I was actually looking at a different tech sheet. This is 100% Chardonnay. Oh, okay. Yeah, this okay, is 100% Chardonnay. I'm getting that real buttery Chardonnay. I don't know Smell. why you say that because they don't use French oak. I'm, I'm, 
I don't know. It's there's just no, my brain. There's no just, new oak yeah, look on at this. It and go, oh, that's butter. This is stainless steel. There is no oak. Okay. No oak usage here. So it is 70% of 2016, and then the rest is ensemble from between 2012 and 2015, which is a standard, uh, standard way to do it. It is on lees for 36 months. Wow. This is what's considered a grower champagne, so they grow what they sell. Uh, they don't really buy from anywhere else. From anybody else, they grow from their own little 28 hectares that, that they have in Grand Cru and Premier Cru and kind of put it all together. The family's been making champagne since the 1750s. Wow. Oh, wow. So, very storied family, doing a lot of really good stuff. Um, Sui, I guess is the way to pronounce it. They have 13 and a half hectares from there. Mm. And 11 hectares of that is uh, Chardonnay. Wow. So what do you guys think? It's really well, nice. I think it's a great champagne, even though I always go to the buttery thing. And really, there's not that much butter. Like you said, it's not on in the oak. Man, I took a bite of the, the savory sauce on my popcorn. Josh, it's, it's good, man. It's a little spicy. Yeah, that's the Szechuan one. The Szechuan, yeah. Yeah. The Szechuan is definitely spicier than the Zhang sauce. sauce, And it just, I think that spicy overpowers the champagne. That's possible. It, it, at least in my mind, it does. Maria, what would you say? I think the reality is, yeah, the spice does not leave you with the, like, with a sip of the champagne. It, it stays very, very present. Well, this is. The Zhang sauce does not, I mean, it's it's Szechuan chilies in this one, yeah. so it is it is fairly spicy. I'm actually kind of surprised Josh likes this so much. Um, I use it very sparingly. <laughs> Explains it. I I do enjoy the Zhang sauce more than the Szechuan. Yeah, but I think it's a really cool. That Zhang sauce is like barbecue delicious. Like it it's is smoky yeah. and mm-hmm. um, I really love. They call it sweet and savory. And and where'd you find those from? Well, so initially, the first place I ever had them was actually on the podcast. Uh, one time when you were out of town, I did a podcast with Seth, and we put them on French fries. Oh, okay. Uh, I think we did, I think it was when we were doing natural wines. Uh, him and I did an episode with natural wines. And okay. We had some with French fries. Yeah. So it's a really he, cool he story. brought them is what you're saying. Yeah. He ha- yeah, he had them. And then I've kind of been looking for an excuse to buy them. And then on Black Friday, Domestic Domestic up the street was doing a deal like first 50 customers spend $100, got this like little bag with all this bunch of swag in it, like those two bags over there. Yeah. I got them in my bag. Oh, nice. So I spent a little bit of money and it got way over, you know, got my money back in, yeah. in the free stuff. One of the things I grabbed was these sauces. Oh, okay. Because they were selling them. I think I might have seen them in a grocery store. I don't know. Maybe. I've never really looked. They're probably maybe in your like Whole Foods or Fresh Market. Well, you'd have to be in the, I guess the Asian food section, wouldn't you? Most likely, yeah. Even though that one's barbecue. Well, it's not really barbecue. It's an Asian that comes out reminiscent of barbecue. Me, because that is my perspective of it. I found the Zong sauce on Imperfect Produce or Imperfect Foods, if anybody uses that. I was able to buy a jar of it there. And just kind of on a whim, I was like trying to hit my 
free shipping minimum or whatever. Wow. And man, I could drink that stuff. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. But it's a really cool story, though. It's a, a Asian woman who makes them. She named the brand Fly by uh, by Jing. Now Jing is her she's Asian in name. Indy or are you or? No, I read up on the story of the sauce because oh, okay. I loved it. I think she's probably in California, but um, she's like reconnecting with her Asian roots, which I think is really cool. And a female who I always love to support foods and things by females, especially when they're doing something amazing like the sauce. Yeah, and they're fun. They have like a whole dumpling line Mm -hmm. now. They've got a hot pot line that they do that they do. It's a really cool thing. And I was just thinking, you know, the idea of that more savory, salty. And just something that will give you that, almost that kind of butter, almost that like butter and salt effect without using butter and salt, mm-hmm. which I know goes well with champagne. And it was a risk because I hadn't tried it before. Yeah. Well, we know that we like popcorn with, with champagne. Yeah. Very traditionally. And it's a good, you know, new, almost neutral flavor typically. Right. But yeah, I was talking about that uh, wine tasting we were doing last week on the podcast. I talked about it. And then we did it. Monday of this week, and they had food. You know, he had really good food, and he had really good sparkling. I think he only had one champagne, but Joanne was eating more popcorn than the food. <laughs> I was going through and scarfing down the pork and the the brie, and I don't know. He any well, she ate a lot of those chocolates too, and that that's I'm surprised. No, well, Marie does. I did. We'll get to that later, but chocolates always go well with champagne, in my mind. Especially when your theme is New Year's Eve, I think Mm -hmm. something a little sweet with a treasure inside made sense. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I like this. It's it's very mellow. The champagne? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not... Very balanced. Yeah, it's it's very, very balanced. It's... You can tell it's, it's done... It's not mass done. Yeah. It's taking it has a little bit more care taken to it. And see if I can find the dosage on it. Man, I keep eating the meat trying to get, calm my mouth down, Josh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you got water too. Well, I do. And I've had some you water got, too. You got potatoes. Yeah. So I'm going to have to go to the. Well, I'm not supposed to cross over. You've told me that. <laughs> I mean, I won't cross over for best on plate, but. Yeah, but I don't want you to. Wow. I mean, I want you to be able to be able to taste stuff the rest of the time. It's not a, It's not Gus's chicken. <laughs> I mean, we, we we didn't get to multiplier. We did well, not get an it, alcohol multiplier because yours is probably about twelve. Well, yeah, you're not going to get a multi an alcohol multiplier here. You're going to get a carbon dioxide multiplier. Oh, uh, that's right. But yeah. yours is what's your ABV? Okay, you always ask me this, and I never look it up. Well, it's on uh, it's on the bottle, surely. Twelve and a half. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a a standard for. Champagnes that are not going to be real high in alcohol. No. And so you're not going to get an alcohol doubling, but you're right. You're going to get the bubbles. I don't know. That's this pretty, actually is, that is really spicy. This is a little bit higher on the dosage level. So it's a brute, but it's at six grams per liter, which is kind of the top edge of what you can do for a brute, which I think is really smart because a lot of times Chardonnay and Blanc de Blancs can come out really acidic. Okay. And so you got to balance that down with some something. And 
you know, they did a good job using that dosage here being at, you know, six, six grams per liter. I think it's, I think it's really good. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm out. (laughs) It's delicious. It's been a while. So you forgot how to pace yourself. I did. I'm sorry. Well, and that's, you know, that's part of the thing about having stuff that's like spicery, spicy, savory. Yeah, drive you to drink. And (laughs) a little bit salty. I wouldn't say salty is not the right word. It's more like umami. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that that's good champagne. What's the price point on it, John? Um, it'd probably be seventy to eighty on the shelf. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, mine was only fifty-two. Uh, and then wine Wednesday, Marie's. You remember what yours was? Twenty bucks. Well, she. But have... I didn't buy champagne. I bought sparkling wine from California. Well, but some of the sparkling wines are up there in price. Yeah. Yeah, but she bought. I mean, Napa can be or or Sonoma. Napa's not going to make sparkling wine. I'm sorry, there. I correct myself. It's Sonoma. Uh, they get very proud of theirs. Yeah. No, I like this. It's. Um, I was trying to like identify flavors and smells, and it's like very light stone fruit on the nose. Mm-hmm. Like maybe some like fresh meadow kind of smells. Yeah, it's the. Yeast smell here is not like fully to bread. It's more just like wheat and yeah. cooked rye or anything. Yeah, so the it's more just like cooked yeast or more like wheat, like going through a wheat field or right after a hay field's been cut. Yeah. Well, but I'm getting a little, maybe a little green apple. Marie said stone fruit. I could say green apple too. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful on the nose. What little I can smell today. <laughs> well, eat some more of that Szechuan. No. Szechuan chili. That'll, that'll He's like, open it's blowing my side. palate. It'll clear your nose. Well, so. it, it burned my mouth too much to, to open my Well, nose how much up. did you put on? Not that much. A couple of spoonfuls. In a, in a tiny soup bowl. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't take much, that's for sure. No. Yeah. So I'm not like I'm experiencing the spiciness that you're talking about, but I also dressed mine a lot lighter. Oh, good. To make sure that I, as the weakling over here, when it comes to spice, don't start hi- don't start hiccuping. <laughs> <laughs> if I start hiccuping, I'm gonna have to leave. <laughs> Just take my champagne with me, and you guys have well, a great show. See, my problem was I do what I always do. Oh. Two scoops. I won't do nothing. <laughs> yeah, I think I put. So I have a bowl. I have a bowl that's probably one and a half times at least bigger than the ones that they have. And I put two. I put two spoonfuls <laughs> there in mine. But it's really good. I think the flavors work. I think the heat is what kind of gets it away. Because like, yeah, I think this would do better if you were like tossing fried chicken in it. Uh-huh. And having it with champagne, because oh, absolutely. I I think that would be delicious. You get that crunchy, gnar- uh-huh. like bready mix mm-hmm. with the meat of the chicken to help tone down the spice. Right. I think that would be really good. But I think the po- it does overwhelm the popcorn a bit. Yeah, or well, you or could some shrimp. Do the same thing with shrimp. Oh I yeah, mean, shrimp yeah. Would be lovely with that spiciness. You could also or or the barbecue one too. You could also use the use these sauces and then also butter. Yeah. We on the popcorn because yeah. the butter will help being the fat will help to tone down right. the spiciness right. or eat it and suffer 
I'm, I'm just here. I don't to, know many people who do that. You know, I'm just here to enjoy it. <laughs> I That's lived really in good. Nashville long enough to see people just, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I'm like, can you even taste anything anymore? Well, there's there's all those places that, you know, you get this award if you eat so much of certain pepper. They'll just kill themselves and maybe not get the award. <laughs> and plenty of stories of stupid people with well, stupid you're, peppers. Well, <laughs> you're, you're pre- one of your previous companies. That's yeah. what they did, right? We all loved spicy food and we had some pretty ridiculous spicy Well, I tried moments. to grow ghost peppers this year, but nothing happened because we had those 100 degree days and they Much. just never butted out. Yeah. yeah. This is really good, Josh. Yeah. Thank you for the bringing de- it up. Yeah. The depth of that Zhang sauce goes, I think, goes really, really well with the champagne. Yeah. The Zhang sauce is the barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I do, too. I agree with you. That depth of that richness mm-hmm. really matches up with the champagne. Because mm-hmm. the champagne is very high-toned, and that really gives it kind of a bottom end. Now, I don't have the meats, but how, how were the meats with it? Your your drink up, Dave, the duck Josh always <laughs> duck brings ham. Up, Josh always brings the duck ham, and duck ham has not won best on plate yet, has it? it has. But it was excellent with this wine, and so was prosciutto. And popcorn's popcorn, so I'm going to struggle on best on plate, but it might be the duck ham this time. Because that 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 fat of that duck ham and the acid in this wine, they just went lovely. They do. And part of it, you know, my mouth's over here burning, and I'm finding something that puts out some of the burn and going, oh, this is best on plate. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the fat, the fat really does work well with them. I mean, both of them have a good bit of fat, but also have a good bit of salt. Yeah. And that salinity, which just brightens up the champagne. And the prosciutto should have gone, you know, prosciutto to me is usually really, really good with wines that we have, but it just kind of was blah today. And maybe that's because the spice was in there. Maybe. I mean, what'd you think of prosciutto? I liked it because I think it did the same thing. It brought some good salinity to the, the champagne that was kind of lacking and really just kind of lifted it up and kind of for lack of a better term brightened it mm-hmm. so this should be available most in most places you know talking about trying to find stuff that you don't really know we've talked about looking for importers uh, this is imported by Skernick, which is another company that is one where I don't think I've ever had a bad Skernick product <laughs> that, they, okay. that they rep. So if you, it could be another thing that you look for if you're unaware of like what to buy. Know yeah. that if, especially in grower champagne, it's really hard to know if you don't have somebody to talk to yeah. because grower champagne is a little bit more expensive. Yeah. Um, well, champagne in general right now is a little <laughs> yeah. bit more expensive. Thanks. Tariffs and stupid things. So importers can be something that you can help look for that lets uh-huh. you kind of know that it is that it is of quality because yeah. they're not going to put their name on stuff that's not quality. Right, right. That's cool. So, anything else about this one, guys? Oh, I think it's good. Very I, good. I'm out too, but I don't think I need any more. De- right definitely now. an investment, but worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it it drinks great now. You could yeah. definitely hold put it down for a while. Yeah, eighty. I mean, it's going to be under a hundred dollars. I mean. 
Arkansas is going to be higher, yeah, higher just, priced anyway for this style of champagne. So, I mean, but it will be comparable price wise to probably like Verve. Yeah. With the way those prices are going right now, it's definitely worth. I think it's worth it. I think it tastes better than. So it's than not a demi sec. It's just it's a brute. It's a brute. Mm-hmm. So it's like eight grams or six. Okay, six. Six grams per. Yeah, okay. which is usually kind of the top level of. Brute. Yeah, yeah. Which okay. is interesting because I'm about to tell you mine's a brute, but it has nine grams. Yeah, it's it's kind of loose. Yeah. The anyway. Yeah. Because you can have a zero. Zero grams per liter dosage and be a brute, but it could also be a brute natural. Yeah, it could also be like extra. <laughs> it's it's, it's weird. like which like, label just, do you want to put on it? Yeah, yeah, they want to label it. Right? Well, I mean, yeah, because I don't. It's not highly regulated. Those yeah. terms aren't highly regulated. They are very open Mushy. to right. interpretation. Right. Yeah. Cool. Right. But cool. So yeah, the, that was the Pierre Jiminet Effis Cruz Premier Cru. Nice. Um, all right. So who's next? I think I was going next. Cool. Okay, cool. All right. So I brought the Chandon Brute. It's kind of there. You're going to find it everywhere. I think I bought this bottle at Target. So, yeah. you know, this is very entry level, very accessible. 20 bucks. I'm sure you can get it cheaper if you find the right sale. Or live in the right state. Or live in the right state with lower taxes, whatever it might be. Right. So I wanted to get one that was like, not just like a good wine, but one that I have a little bit of connection to. And I used to belong to Shandon's Wine Club, and I've been to Shandon on three different continents. So, Did you go in Champagne? No. Oh, Ar- you went South Africa? Argentina and Australia. That's right. And California. <laughs> and California. So this one, obviously, the reason they have different Shandons is because Moet is only made in france and chandons are what are made outside of france for wider distribution and um, production so they have basically every continent has its own chandon and we've talked about the chandon garden yeah on the podcast before that's where uh, you and mom tina yep we had, had it at the, the um, u.s Fran- open yeah uh, french no open. french open french open that's right french open oh yeah they went to france sure. and so um, I actually had the, the garden spritz long before it was bottled when I was at Chandon oh. in Argentina. They were actually in the process of creating it cool. with the demi-sec there, which was super fun. Yeah. But so, yeah, so this is my, like, I don't, on New Year's Eve, spend a lot of money on my champagne because I might be drinking multiple bottles in the course of the evening. And I'm really bad at telling people no. <laughs> so Especially if you have people over, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I like kind of something kind of uh, basic. And then I made this fun, cheesy pull-apart bread. Um, it's got Gruyere cheese, mozzarella cheese, a Parmesan Asiago mix on top, and then a roasted garlic butter with herbs de Provence um, on it, roasted in the oven. It's very delicious. It's gotten a little cold, but it's still good. <laughs> I am never gonna say no to cheesy bread with garlic. Um, and then I brought also the um, roasted mushrooms for Dad and I, um, and the Friere Friere Rocher chocolates. Again, I was just thinking they're shiny and pretty, and they match the bottle, and they were on sale. 
all it's of these a, are basically the same color. Yeah. Not any real color difference. I feel like yours is a little peachier. Yours is going to be a little bit darker based it's on It's a little because, darker because of its grape. But it's nowhere near a rosé. Oh, no, no, no. None of these. No. No, we could have had rosé. It's, uh, it's You're talking about that super multiple bottle. I bought this bottle and, and two rosés and it was $91. So instead of buying Moet Chandon 2013, which was there in the store. They had 13 there? Yes, they did. 15 just hit the market. Wow. Well, they had 13. and like it was five behind. And it was 104. And I contemplated it, but I didn't, you know, get these other three bottles for less than the price. Yeah, but that's a Tete Cuvée, which is different. Yeah. And you'd probably lay it, I'd probably yeah, buy that, the 13 and then lay it down for five years. At least. Yeah. So anyway, back back to this Sean Dunn. Super Marie, solid. This, <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, it uh, is. So yeah. some of the like fact sheet stuff. So I just mentioned it is nine grams of residual sugar per liter, uh, 12% alcohol. It is 73% Chardonnay grapes, 26% Pinot Noir, and 1% Meunier. Um, fun- <laughs> where are they getting Meunier? 1%? That's, that's- where are they get? I wonder who's... I wonder if they are actually growing that in California somewhere because I I think they do. Surprisingly enough, it's very interesting. I don't I didn't think it would grow well. I don't, or maybe it's coming down from Washington or something. Anywhere. Fun fact in here that I didn't realize it's on the bottle too is that the grapes are all harvested at night. Yeah. To keep fruit cool and preserve freshness, harvest is typically early. August. So that that is actually a common practice in California. Okay. To, to harvest at night for that very reason, is because you don't want them. You don't want the grapes to get too hot on the trucks after you yeah. pick them. Also, sense. it preserves acidity. When it gets cold, you, the berries are going to be a little more acidic because mm-hmm. the plant at that point is not making sugar. Right, it's not out there going through photosynthesis trying to make and pump sugar mm-hmm. into berries. And it's actually, you know, it's it's becoming a more common practice across the U.S. and I think even some elsewhere in the world, just because temperatures are getting so hot, yeah, right, and they want to well, reserve that. Even uh, back before you were born, Marie, we went to out of San Francisco. We flew into San Francisco and spent some time. And of course, San Francisco, because of the Bay Area, very hot. It's like fifty to sixty. Yeah. Coldest, so then we went up. Coldest winter I've ever lived is yeah. summer in San Francisco. Well, we, we, and we had to buy sweatshirts. Mm. And, and then we went up to Napa, and we get up to Napa, and it's like 100 degrees. Yep. And then we cross over into Sonoma, and it's like 70. Yep. So I can understand why they would be concerned about these temperatures yeah. and want to do it at night, so they've got a constant night temperature that yeah. might be 60, I guess. When you're, it's also, you know, it's easier on the grapes. It's easier on your workers. Your workers, it's going to sound really bad. Your workers don't have to take as many breaks. Yeah. They can they can work work through the night. And actually, a lot of migrant workers will work double harvests. Yeah. They'll right. work one that's working at night or they'll, and then, they'll the get, day. then they'll go a little bit later and do the day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, speaking of the temperature shifts, when I lived in San Francisco, you'd turn on the news and the weather would have nine subclimates listed in oh, the really? weather section, at least. And because if you were in San Francisco, the city, if you were in San Jose, if you were in 
Hal Stoga. Yeah. Like right. Half Moon Bay, if you're in Sonoma, if you're like, it varies so drastically across the region. But that's when I lived in San Francisco is when I got myself involved in a couple of wine clubs. Was it, it was after you and I went to Shandon that you joined? It right? was when I joined with you. I think your name was actually on the account because had you had a business card with you. And that you got it for cheaper. Yeah. So I got 30% off every bottle instead of 20% off. And then business cards are amazing. And I mean, it was legit business card. Yeah, you worked was, at a wine bar. I was when I was managing a wine bar. Yep, that was a fun tasting room. That was, and and I've gone back there several times. I recently went back for my friend Kim's fortieth. You know, it's changed a lot since COVID, but it is still just a really fun, beautiful grounds. And then um, they have delicious food. They have like lobster rolls and. They're just very friendly, very open. A cool thing about that, about its location too, is if you're trying to go, if you want to go and do both Napa and Sonoma in the same day, mm-hmm. Shandon is between the two. Shandon is in the mountains that split Napa and Sonoma. Oh, okay. The tasting yeah, room it's very is. It, it, by the way, just a wine trip side note don't try and do napa and sonoma in the day no in the same day like you it's possible but there's a lot of driving between the two Mm -hmm. because we did it well there's so many wineries i don't know that it's possible well but if you only have a limited amount of time and you're trying to say trying to hit certain places yeah because that was that's what happened with us when we tried to do it i had some interviews in napa Mm -hmm. and then i I really wanted to go and i had another interview in sonoma in sonoma at gloria friar Oh, yeah. And we so we tried to, we had to go do both. And we were like, oh, man, there's Shandon. And this is after our first trip. And then we're like, oh, there's Domaine Caneros, which is Tat and Jay's house, mm-hmm. which I've actually never been to. I have. I really, really want really to go good. to that. Excuse me, Mr. Mills. Uh, have you been drinking before <laughs> the interview? <laughs> I got offered that job. I was <laughs> doing <laughs> Let me just tell you that. Excuse me. <laughs> I got offered the job. <laughs> I got yeah. offered that job at Gloria. <laughs> So, Marie, this bread is awesome. The bread goes with, so well with, with the champagne. It absolutely does. Did you cheat? No. Did so you here's taste I, this and I used some uh, logic I've learned from the well, podcast. You, you, you knew the Chandon taste, though. Already. I did. But so you didn't really cheat. You didn't pour up some and then no. say, oh, I'm going to make this bread. And I haven't but, had Chandon in a while, to be honest. Well, this bread and that Chandon. But so Josh and I like were talking the about the best it. pairing ever. <laughs> I was like, that okay. butteriness. Now, yeah. is there some salt in mm-hmm. that bread? Yeah. So what it is is, it's so I just bought a a big loaf from Edwards, the grocery store of the street. A country round, country loaf. round loaf. Mm-hmm. And you do the like hash cuts. And Josh and I were talking the other day, and I was like, "What cheeses? Like the recipe calls for three different cheeses. Every recipe calls for different cheeses." And you had recommended Comte. Well, yeah. I ended up getting a Gruyere, similar enough. Very similar. And then a mozzarella and a Parmesan to put on top. And then I was thinking about what goes together, grows together, grows together, goes together. Oh, yeah. And so the recipe called for a roasted garlic head, which I did, and mixed with butter. And then I added some of the herbs de Provence, which I figured would... Bring out some of the sh- the champagne Absolutely. notes, and yes, there's salt and pepper in there too. Of course, oh, it's wonderful, and, and it's 
It's really good. So, that's not to downplay the chalk. I haven't had that yet. It's all right. Yeah. It's all right. Personally, I'm not a huge fan of chocolate and champagne. I think it works. I think it's okay. Uh, it's a little flabby to me sometimes. Flabby? Yeah. Chocolate is so fatty. It's so rich. And unless you have like dark chocolate, you're going to find that you're going to have a sweet, you're going to have a sweet imbalance. Okay. okay, okay. To me, it makes sparkling wine a little bit bitter. Okay. Or more acidic. Yeah. Which is. It's definitely not as good as the bread. No. No. And it's the herbs de Provence with the bread. It's the herbs de Provence and the garlic because herbs de Provence has, um, was it rosemary, thyme, lavender, and it's the lavender. That little lavender kick mm-hmm. changes this sh- your sparkling wine and lifts it to a place that is just ethereal. Yeah, and like if it would, this would have been great, even without the herbs de Provence. Yeah, so the herbs de Provence is something that just makes kick it, it. now. You were trying to say you were saying something earlier about like something you grabbed from the podcast knowledge about that. Mm-hmm. What was that? Well, you you and I think Dave had a conversation that was very in depth about pairings, yes. and you talked in multiple episodes about what grows together goes together, right? Um, although this is not made in France, right? It is made in French styles, right? And quite frankly, lavender. These herbs all grow in the wine regions of the U.S. too. Yeah, and so that was my thinking of herbs of Provence are from France and from very wine-driven regions. Yeah, and Mom has them. I don't typically have them at I home. I usually don't either. But I was like, oh, Mom has these. I can put that instead of using parsley and green onion and yeah. like very typical stuff. So I wonder what it would be like with the Chandon Rosé, because. Especially, so Provence, obviously, when we're talking wine regions, is a rosé-driven region. Yeah. I wonder how that would taste. Cause it, but it's not. But it's it's absolutely delicious. Wow. I was relatively easy. The stuffed mushrooms I made were store-bought stuff. Yeah, They're how okay. were those? No, nothing special, to be honest. Did the earthiness of the mushroom kind of do anything for the sparkling wine? It kind of just gave it, hello. It gave it a little earthiness. I yeah. mean, the wine didn't have earthiness, but the mushroom did, and it gave it that. What cheeses were in it? Um, it just said like an herbal cheese, and then yeah. I put a little piece of parm on top. I think so it was like goat cheese with herbs. Yeah, I think it's made me mozzarella and some goat cheese. <laughs> I had nothing so... real special about it. Uh, speaking of, I think boring. I did these mushrooms before, and it's like. Uh, there's got to be a better way. <laughs> so speaking of Borzen, I had so I heard somebody somewhere once say that Borzen is the ranch dressing of the cheese world. Oh, <laughs> uh, could be. Like it goes with every it goes with everything. It's it's so herby. You're never gonna be mad at it. <laughs> but it just it just goes. That may have been Matt Bell that I saw. Yeah. Was that? Yeah. Anyway, so this is really good, guys. Shandon is out there. It is extremely accessible. Yep. Especially in the United States. Now, if you're if, if you are in Europe, it may not be as accessible as as it would be here in the states because you have more access to moe moe than than we yep. would. But a comparable thing here would be if you want to do a moe, just a basic entry level moe, or a good cremant. Mm-hmm. Cremant would be would be great here. 
with this pairing. I think this is going to uh, – I'm glad I saved some of my champagne because I'm going to go with that bread and try it again. <laughs> yes, well. Anyway. And the um, nice thing about these is, like, if for some reason you haven't finished the bottle at midnight and you do decide to save it for tomorrow morning, you don't feel bad putting a little bit of orange juice in it. No. Probably <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> orange, exactly. pineapple, whatever. Whatever juice you got in the fridge. You know, I, Apple we, cider. We have a restaurant here in Little Rock that's about to open up, and they're going to do cold-pressed juices and do mimosas. And one of the things they're going to do, and this is going to be super interesting, I think you're going to be into this, they're going to do a carrot. A carrot juice mimosa with with fresh cold pressed. I'm here for that. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. With um, a prosecco that we'll try later. Yeah, that probably is pretty good. Yeah, I I mean they're they're doing a they're doing a whole like natural natural style restaurant with a bunch of natural style wine. Any grain juice mimosas? They'll probably end up doing them. Yeah. Yeah. I actually think like with an apple kale green juice. Mm-hmm. Mimosa would be delicious. They're also talking about doing that kombucha, adding some kombucha with, with that kind of stuff. But it's gonna it'll be nice because it'll be add like that little bit fermenty. Yeah. And they Ooh, have yeah. one of the ones they have right now is a, a ginger turmeric orange, I think, or oh, something yum. like that. It's a local place, actually. Dad, um, yeah. when Leslie yeah. was on. Remember she brought those kombuchas from Tea Billy? Uh-huh, yeah. That's who they're partnering with. The oh, kombuchas okay. yeah. is a, a local place that's just down the street. Nice. Anyway, I'm excited for that place to open up. It's called Henrietta's for those of you who live in Little Rock. It's supposed to open. <laughs> it should be open <laughs> by the time soon. this... It should be open actually by the time this episode airs, I believe. At least for a little soft missing brunch. That. It'll be here when you get back. I know. Anyway. Beautiful. Beautiful. All okay. right, Dad. We'll, or I think we're about to switch to yours. Okay. So why don't you remind us what you have and what your pairings are? So I have uh, Jay LaSalle, and it is a preference, they call it, Brute, and it's a champagne. And then I have for my pairings, I have baked potato, steamed broccoli, and then prime rib. And so the theme I was using here is, you know, a lot of people do that kind of food that I just described for Christmas or for New Year's. And so what we're doing is we're doing New Year wines that we want to drink. And if you are out there on social media and you have not seen a single prime rib post, I <laughs> I commend you because they have been everywhere this year. Yeah. Not on my feed because I don't click on meat things. Well, yeah, but even it's like Jeffrey Zakarian did one. So, like, it's just, yeah. it's out there yeah, on, it is. like, it is very just big. food. And it's like I told Jocelyn and Marie both, a little disappointed on, on the the prime rib because I was going for, like, a medium rare and it turned out medium, but that's still not going to, that's still not going to mess the meat up. I mean, it's a great cut of meat. But this, this wine, it's, it's a very, I think it's a very balanced wine. And as far as the actual cut sheet on it or the text sheet it's 20% Chardonnay, 20% Pinot Noir and 60% Meunier and so I really wanted to do something that was different from the normal so many of the champagnes are like like Josh's was 100% Chardonnay and that tasting we did on Monday you know the the only champagne 
and the, a lot of the sparklings we did, the percentage of the Chardonnay was very high. And so I wanted to do something that was different. And so this fit the bill. Uh, the price really point good. was $52, and then I got the 20% off because I got it on Wine Wednesday. So that's very affordable. It's not that expensive as far as champagnes go. I already talked about Mamet Chandon that was 104 and you can go way up from that. Yeah, but so a caveat here, and I'm going to just, just say this. Yeah. This is an entry-level champagne. Well, yeah. The ones that he's talking about that are like hundreds of dollars are a lot more, they're a different breed of champagne. They're either Tete de Cuvées or they're special clubs or something very specific like that. So don't think, and this is one of those places where price does not always equal quality, um, time to drink. Because <laughs> I've drank a $250 bottle of wine, a bottle of champagne that at, was way too early for it to drink because it was a Dom Perignon. 2009 Don Perignon. I think it, I drank it in 2020, and it was really? still way too young. Yeah, it was so acidic. It was that's a buy and lay down bottle. It should have sat down for another ten years. Yeah. So be careful with some of those thinking. Why did you, have you to break spend that it. open then? Because it was our second bottle of the night, and why not? <laughs> where, New Year's. where do you go, Josh, to figure out like for somebody who who does want to say like, hey, I want to buy some nice ones that I may want to lay down. Are there certain resources you recommend for people to be like, hey, like this is a good one that can lay down for about this many years? How do you keep track of that? So one of the places that I always look is I always, I'll first look at the producer themselves. Mm -hmm. There's usually a note from the producer. Um, also, uh, James Suckling is another value, is a resource that I use. But I, I always have in my head when we're coming to those top of the top champagnes like Dom Perignon, Cristal, um, Winston Churchill, anything that's got a vintage on it, like 10 years is your minimum on just a vintage champagne. So that grand vintage brute that dad was talking about is 2013. I would not even think about that until at least next year or even five years after that. Gotcha. They, uh, they just need more time because they're, like they're built to sit. Yeah. And Don Perignon and those I'd I'd sit for at least twenty years. Wow. From from the date on the bottle. From yeah. the vintage date. From the vintage. Not from when I buy it. From the vintage date. I'd it needs probably fifteen fifteen, twenty years. Nice. Thank you. So another resource of course is is your wine geek at the liquor store if you have one. And, you know, Colonial, we've got several guys that or even women. They can actually help us with picking out wines so they could do the same thing. In fact, when I was looking at that uh, 2013, the guy said, you could get that, but I would recommend if you really want to spend that much, get this over here. <laughs> and so, and then our other resource, and he's been on the podcast several times, Seth. Mm -hmm. I think Seth could really help anybody with that, and you could just write an email to Seth. He's, you know, he's still writing for the newspaper, even though he's moved. Reach so, out to us here at the podcast. We'd be happy to help you too. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure we could. And so for me personally, I've, I've just tried, I've erred. 
Yeah. Like I, I've tried. You've learned. So, I mean, so that 2009, it was 2000. Yeah, it was a 2009 Dom. I drank it in 2020. You know, I thought we thought, okay, you know, it, it's been 11 years. Yeah. So it's probably calmed down a little bit, and it had not. So now I know. 15, it needs a lot longer. Yeah. And that's okay. If you want to drink champagne right now, don't buy Dom. <laughs> Let me be real. Because you're most likely going to be disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's, there's you know, there's lots you can that find you can get. <laughs> right. The, the uh, dosage of this one is, it says <laughs> 6 to 10. So I don't know really what it is. It doesn't s- seem that sweet. But um, that's what the text sheet shows. The other thing I like about this is that Jay LaSalle uh, was founded in 1942 by Jules LaSalle. And it's, in lo- it's located in the uh, municipality of Crin de la Rosa. And I don't know exactly where that is in France, but obviously it's in the Champagne region. And it's classified as a premier cru. And it's still family owned. What happened in 1982 is Jules died, but his wife Olga and their daughter took took it all over, and it became a women a woman's dynasty. And I really like that. Yeah, you know, that's cool. Women and Marie, you're gonna have to help me with this French, but it's une femme, une esprit, un ciel. So one, one woman, one philosophy, one style. Yeah. And that's that's fantastic. That's cool. And like I said, there's the three grapes and it, on 16 heck acres. So, you know, and they follow these strict rules of what, what he had set up, Jules. And one of the things is they use the wooden press. And even though there's bottle shakers, they turn and shake every bottle by hand. Riddle, riddle. Yeah, the, the term there is riddle. riddle. They riddle the bottles. Yeah, so by hand. So that that's pretty fantastic. Which that process was came up from a woman, hmm? from okay. a woman named Vuve Clicquot Parsadin, the widow Clicquot. Okay, of Vuve Clicquot, and we know. so that she could beat the boys to Russia. Yeah. Hmm? Uh, the the uh, new Beaujolais. No. No. Champagne. The Moet. This is, we're talking champagne here, Dad. Oh yeah. She could so she could beat the Moet boys to Russia. Yep. Actually, awesome. Moet. Yep. It's really weird. So by the way, if Moet, can somebody please tell us exactly how to say that? Because in you know if you study French, you think it's Moet. I've heard some people say Moet. I don't even know anymore. Yeah. I feel like at the French Open, I heard them say Moet. I think it has to do with all the act, like There's whatever There's a lot accents. of accents going on. And, I think, and that- Mo- I think also because it's typically followed by a chandon, you have to... Chandon? Well, it's the A that's more important. It's, well, it's how you do your math. <laughs> Moet, a chandon. Moet, a chandon. Sounds like a mouthful of crap. And the French, French do not like that. Yeah. <laughs> They want to have silk in their mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that the, the potatoes and broccoli are kind of like, meh, sure, fine. It's decent. I'm adding some more mushroom as my meat substitute. Okay. okay. And I do think that that actually works really nicely with this one. The mushroom does? Yeah. 
Well, I tried the bread with it. <laughs> I mean, the, <laughs> the, the bread the bread just goes with anything, I'm afraid. Or not afraid. Happy about it. I'm, I'm happy, yeah, that cheese and that saltiness and, and just the bread of life, <laughs> which you get with these wines. And, you know, bread of life is beer, too, but. I think this bread just really was a really good choice, Marie. I mean, is the meat pulling out? Like, when I drink, I have the mushroom, and then I drink a sip of this. You get this really nice, nice acid. Like, lemony, lime, very underripe green apple flavor to it, which I like in a champagne. Yeah. Which is it wakes up my palate. Josh, you how do you compare this wine with the other two? that were more on the Chardonnay. So to answer Marie's question, it does, but not as much because there's not as much earthy bottomness to the, to the beef. That's fair. Cause it is very well seasoned. You do. And I have one of the outside, outside pieces. It's got a lot of the, the herbs and go along with it. It doesn't bring out an over an overtly amount of acid, mm-hmm. but I can see how a mushroom or something like that would. Mm-hmm. And this is that, you know, when you talk about pairings, you really have to think differently when you think about vegetarian pairings. Well, no, it's, it's not. It's nothing bad. It's just there. There's a very different thing. It's not always just a straight swap, right? Kind yeah, of thing. It's a different right. quality, which is why I kind of brought it up because yeah. I wasn't sure how that would work. So, I think so. This one to me has more of a fruit characteristic. I get more of a dried, like apricot. And more tree fruits here. Okay. And actually a little bit of red fruit. But there's also like a, there can be like a little bit of red fruit. What's dried red fruit? Like strawberry or? It's, uh, black cherry. Okay. More on the like earthy side of, of that Continue kind of that. thing. Maybe current, like dry red currant. Yeah. But it's, it's super, super light because you still have that lemony acidity. You have mm-hmm. the acidity of the apple there but there are other fruit characteristics there and that's that pinot meunier which this is one of the great hills that i will die on pinot meunier in my opinion makes the best champagne i know people will shout me down and be like no it's chardonnay chardonnay's the best <laughs> and i'm like okay no no chardonnay it's just ma- the easiest <clears throat> chardonnay makes chardonnay makes good champagne mm-hmm. but there is nothing like the depth that you get with a Pinot Meunier based champagne. I agree. One of the upper levels of Jay LaSalle, the Cuvée Angeline. Uh, that is their, that's their vintage that they do is absolutely wonderful. I was able to have the 2011 Cuvée Angeline. It's drinking super good, super bready, but it's almost like you have this extra breadiness that's like, but with this jam, like this. Really? It's like a, Almost like if you took lemon preserves and a like currant marmalade, mixed them together, spread it on a piece of brioche. Wow. And that's that Pinot Meunier. That Pinot Meunier just brings out a different depth in champagne and sparkling wine that you can't get from other grapes. Like even Pinot Noir. Pinot Noir just doesn't, to me, doesn't get to it. That's why my personal favorite champagnes are Blanc de Noirs. Mm -hmm. And if I can get 100% Pinot Meunier, Pinot Meunier Champagne, hey, hey, fat court. <laughs> Absolute Meunier from Didier de Croix is amazing. 
that is where I'm going to lean. Now, I love this Gosset, or not Gosset, uh, this Gimene. Right, it's fresh. They do really good with the dosage to make it not too acidic, which is a problem for me with Blanc de Blancs. They get mm-hmm. really sharp, really acidic, really linear, and I am not a huge fan of that in my champagne. But that's just me. All right. I mean, all very good. Absolutely. Love them all. Anything? What else you got, Dad? Anything else? Well, really not. I mean, <laughs> a lot of the a lot of the information that I found was in French. <laughs> so the Jean I, I sauce <laughs> in that champagne is so good. I definitely just oh, did my my champagne yes. and which one and, and the Jean sauce, uh, not the spicy, the darker colored one. Okay, that is so freaking good. Okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's good. You know what I thought about? So you know how the South people do uh, the uh, cream cheese and uh, pepper jelly? Oh, yeah. Doing cream cheese and one of these, one of these, mm, one of the Jean, yes. one of Jean sauces with it. Yeah. Or a log of goat cheese. I'm here oh, yeah. for that. Oh, yeah. So I got a pepper jelly story. No! <laughs> the one that's going to bring back terrible memories for me? The one you've already told a couple times. Have I told this on the podcast? I think so. <laughs> I feel like All it's right, never, okay, the, green, the green, yeah, the green pepper <laughs> jelly. No, it wasn't green. It was, it was red. red because she thought it was grandma thought it was strawberry yes, jelly. Yes, you yeah. have told this one because <laughs> she made a peanut butter jelly sandwich. <laughs> and I saved Josh for the trauma, or at least <sighs> most of the trauma, because I bit into it first. It was a peanut yeah. butter and pepper jelly oh. sandwich. <laughs> Uh, that was beautiful pepper jelly, though, wasn't uh, it? Uh, not from my memory. It's pretty traumatic. No, <laughs> Didn't like six, spicy foods not that age. Six years old. <laughs> but it is. All right. All right. Well, it time is time for best on plate. Oh, best on plate. Oh my goodness. Well, we know it starts with the bread. <laughs> so Marie's bread, like Marie's bread. There's, I mean, so there's... you start with Marie's plate. Yeah, I'm starting with Marie's. Marie's starting with all our plates. Yeah, Marie's is the bread. Like, well, I think Marie's bread Marie's goes with bread. all of our plates. I mean, all of our I mean, the bread wins. The bread, the bread wins across the board. Thank you, Instagram. <laughs> You're welcome I mean, to the interweb. Thank you That for was the a horse race that across the board, boom, won. I think the Zong sauce has a nice second follow-up for me. Like, I did really like the, the Zhang sauce with I actually don't know that I loved it as much with the popcorn. I actually ended up dipping some of the bread in it, which might be cheating, but no, I, I, the, the, that, like you said it earlier, the depth of flavor to that sauce is delicious and it does bring out some really nice notes in the champagne. It needs some sort of fat to kind of balance it out. Yeah. I think for mine, my favorite was toss. I'm going to say it's a tie. Tie between the duck ham and the Zhang sauce. I think the Zhang sauce works really well. I'm just gonna have a whole bunch of, them. yeah. Like I couldn't, I like I could go back to it, but I knew I was going to other things, so I didn't want to burn my mouth off. Mm-hmm. And like, but I could eat that and drink that champagne just all the time. Just the Zhang Yeah, mm-hmm. the Zhang, not the real spicy. No, not no, the, the Szechuan. Not the Szechuan. But if, but the duck was also very, very good with mine. What you got, Dad? I just got some of those. <laughs> The spicy popcorn, and it's like doing it again. I mean, that is so spicy. 
Oh, we're we're on best on plate. Best on oh. plate for mine. <laughs> we're on best on plate for mine. For for your best on plate, I'm I'm gonna go with the duck hound because the duck hound saved my life. <laughs> <laughs> You know, this is so funny, everybody. Last week, he was like, oh, my God, the Gus's fried chicken is so hot, but it's so good. Well, that's that's what happened last week. We did Gus's chicken, and it's like, it's burning me up, burning me up, and I kept eating it, kept eating it, kept trying to burn it, trying to cool it down, and kept eating it, kept eating it. But I'm not eating it. I'll eat it later. So, duck ham for yours. Okay. Now, what about yours? For mine, I'm going to have, you know, I'm disappointed with the prime rib it, it just got overcooked and i'm not real sure that it would have really mattered if it had been rare or medium rare what i thought went well was the broccoli because the broccoli had just enough of texture and salt and that green taste that sort of matched the minier and maybe, maybe those green apples that I had in there, that was not, you know, not the Chardonnay. That, that's what I had on my plate. On Marie's bright bread. It's a bread. No, we don't need to talk about Marie's. I mean, that bread was, we're going to eat that bread later. That uh, bread is. half a loaf. It needs to go back to the oven and warm back up. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it's delish. So I, I when think. When gets back, we'll just eat, eat the bread. So, you know, with yours. Yes, the beef was a disappointment. I think cooking the beef, you know, made a difference with that. So, if I had to pick something on your plate, I'm going to say the beef. Because the outside has with that crustiness and the herbiness worked really well with it. Anything on the table, honestly, the best with yours was the popcorn with the Jean sauce. Mm-hmm. Right. That was so good. The way the Pinot Meunier and that depth yeah. worked with the Jean sauce so well. Yeah. Like... Amazing. Okay. All right. Well, uh, you know, an hour and five minutes here to recording. Three and a half wines in. Let's go ahead and throw me a blind. All right. Here we go. All right. So we have a wonderful blind here pulled up, poured up. Wonderful. It, it is a red wine. There is no evidence of gas or sediment. It is very clear. Kind of a thin ruby red color i can read my phone through it so thinner skin grape i'm going to assume and guess that there is no staining of any tears here and nice clean glasses have us a hard time seeing legs but i'm not a huge fan well, of talking about so, legs it's anyway. like silverton i've been talking about that i'm talking about the cleanliness of the glass i'm talking about the legs and oh legs. no the glass is clean <laughs> i hope so <laughs> Uh, bright, fresh fruit flavors here. Definitely tending toward the red. Red fruit like cherries and strawberry. I'm going to clean your palate with some bread. They're really... <laughs> that ain't going to clean your palate, man. That's <laughs> garlicky like that. and buttery. <laughs> um, it is very fruit forward. There's a little bit of like earthy herbiness on the back end. Some light baking spices in there, so there's probably some, at least a little bit of oak usage. Eat the bread. I'm going to go ahead and give it a taste. Nice. It's a clean wine. Bright flavors again. Acid here is up, I'd say. Uh, medium plus alcohol is not very high. A little bit of tannin structure, but not a whole, whole lot. Correct. Best on this plate? 
He's going to be talking about that bread for the next five weeks in the episode. <laughs> a little bit more depth when you drink it on the palate. Still tending toward red fruit, but definitely ripe, a little bit of overripe. Still strawberry, cherry, maybe even some cranberry. There's a little bit of tartness there with that with that acid. Very light earthiness going on here. Yeah. Light earthiness, a little bit of, little bit of earth. Tannins, I think I'm going to go back to and say medium, medium plus. You think they're that high, really? A little bit more ripping when I aerate it. Okay. Get it all over my teeth. Teeth are just a lightly fuzziness, not a big fuzzy. Oh, okay. Second, yeah, second taste. Not a whole lot of earth to it. Not a whole lot of dustiness. Not a whole lot of non-earth to it. A little bit of herbiness, herbaceousness. Very kind of lean texture on it. So, like I said, clean wine. Alcohol's not very high. I think it's New World wine. Possible grapes here we're looking at. We're looking at Pinot Noir. We're looking at Gamay from a New World perspective. We're looking at a maybe a Merlot. Uh, but definitely on the lighter skin side here. From the New World, possible countries here. We're looking at the United States, Chile. No, not Chile, sorry. Argentina. No, Chile, not Argentina. So I think this is New World wine. I think it's Pinot Noir. I think it is coming from the United States. I'm going to say it's California. I think it's Sonoma from a high-quality producer from fairly current vintage. So next week, you're going to have to come back oh, and find out. You have it. <laughs> find out what that's going to be. Next week is going to be a beer week. Uh, we will be in the year 2023. How crazy is that? When we really? When you come back and listen to this episode. 2023 that's crazy so uh i think dad what is our beer theme gonna be for next week well it's it's kind of the new year and we talked about maybe beers that have the word new or double in them oh okay so beers that have new or double okay so new or double in them and uh i don't know what i'm gonna do yet i'm focused on the holidays at this point so you're gonna have to come back next week to find out what beer that i'm gonna be doing well, I haven't decided either, but a double box sounds pretty good. Uh, it's definitely. I don't know. It's definitely possible. New, I thought you. I thought you. New go Belgium. With... I just love it, but uh, I think I needed a new Belgium last last beer week. <laughs> I just thought you'd end up doing a double IPA. <laughs> well, that is definitely from New Belgium. <laughs> that would be an option. <laughs> that is definitely in the in the running. That was part of the well, part, of, part of the problem not part of the problem part of the possibilities when we say that thing anyway we're very happy to have you guys along with us marie thanks again for being on the episode absolutely yeah. absolutely and making the bread which was amazing <laughs> it was the star of the show Whoa. and remember we're out there on all your favorite socials facebook instagram and tiktok if you like what we're doing, give us a subscribe, and we would really appreciate a rating and a review. It helps us be found by other searching wine folk out there, and just share us with your friends. That's you know, word of mouth recommendations is the best way. I don't know who's in Egypt, but tell all your friends. Oh, I got some coworkers List there. in Egypt, so <laughs> <laughs> so we'll uh, check it out. Thank you for all those of you who are listening. We hope you have a wonderful and a safe New Year. And once again, I'm Josh Mills, and I'm John Mills. I'm Anne Marie Mills, and we'll see you next time. Thank you, and goodbye.